A couple of weeks ago, my friend Aaron Brown wrote me an email and said, you know what you need to talk about on the podcast? You need to talk about part-time photographers and the special, specific issues that they deal with. And it occurred to me that not only had I never talked specifically about what it means to intentionally be a part-time photographer, but I don't think I've ever heard any instructor talk about that particular topic on a podcast or in a talk or really anywhere. So we went back and forth via email a little bit, and I was like, who should I talk to about this? This is such a great topic. I totally think you're right. And eventually, she was like, well, if you need me to come on, I'll talk about it, but I'm not an expert. Um, And so that's exactly what we're doing. But one of the things that she said in one of her emails really kind of drove home the the main point that I want to cover today. She said, the some of the part-timers I know, or she actually said a lot of the part-timers that I know, are really struggling with imposter syndrome and comparison issues. Either that or they are in a place where they've decided to kind of move on to other jobs or are fizzling out altogether. And she was saying she feels like the main reason for that is that there is this weird Uh, it's a kind of a no man's land where these people feel like they're alone in their particular issues. So today we're having a very unstructured conversation and Erin is not coming to this with any expertise other than her own experience as an intentionally part-time photographer to discuss what that means, what's different about going part-time versus going full-time and what challenges that will mean that you face. And the thing that I really want to make sure that everyone takes away from this conversation, whether you are part-time or full-time or just starting out and, you know, kind of heading in the growth direction and you're not sure where that's going to land, what I want you to take away from this is that no matter what your setup is, you need to be really intentional about what it is that you want out of your business and then pursue creating that rather than letting the outside world define that for you. So without further ado, I am going to cue the music and get into my conversation with Aaron. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Erin Brown, welcome to the podcast. This is actually your second visit here, but the first time that I've interviewed you. So I am super excited to have this chat Um, And I feel like this is such a great topic. But before we dive in, um, why don't you say a little hello in case everyone missed your debut appearance and tell us where you are and what you do. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, I am in Columbus, Ohio, and I am... I've been saying I love this um, phrase because I said it on accident recently. Um, I was telling someone I was kind of like a free-spirited lifestyle photographer, but I accidentally said freestyle. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm a freestyle photographer. Um, But, yeah, mostly doing portraits of families and newborns and some um, delving into a little bit more branding work. 
Awesome. But you are a part-time freestyle photographer. Yeah. And uh, as I said in the intro, you know, one of the things I, people hit me up with podcast ideas all the time and sometimes they're great. And sometimes I've already talked about them or I've talked about them too recently. And sometimes um, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to get to that topic. But when you reached out and were like, hey, you know, I am a part-time photographer. I've got some part-time photographer friends. We do this by choice. It's not like we're just waiting around to for more clients to come. But all the messaging out there is this heavy-hitting, like, you can be making six figures and you could be, you know, you know, booking yourself out three years or whatever. And you were like, those aren't my goals. There's an entire population of photographers out there who want this to stay a small either side hustle, like you've got a full-time job or another part-time job and you want to keep both, or you're, you know, you are like, uh, you run the house or you do whatever and you do this in a small portion of your time and you want to keep it that way, which is 100% valid, but it does present some unique challenges and things to think about. And you're absolutely right. I think your community is very underserved. So I'm very excited to be having this conversation and getting your perspective on some of it because you've done some really interesting thought work around what it means to be a part-time photographer and kind of some of the weird mindset stuff around that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get into all of it. Uh, let's start with the, a little bit of history with your conversation around this topic. Like, tell me about how it first came up or how it first occurred to you or when you first started to notice that that was a different thing from a lot of what you were hearing in the education world. Yeah, it just very recently, um, I think that, maybe I've always sensed this um, kind of like hidden side of it or like even ickiness with admitting being part-time. But I think it was funny. I just did a blog post too about this being my second life. (laughs) I was a health inspector in my previous life and um, had children. And um, then I had always had interest in photography, but delved into it after that. Um, But I have, a partner who has a, you know, more like one of those job and a half jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is his, is what works for us and what we want right now for our family. I am doing part-time with the hope that my kids right now are 12, 10, and 5. So I have one that's just in kindergarten. And um, I think I will do this full-time. Um, but right now I'm very purposefully part-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just recently I started to notice, um, in kind of a zoom accountability group that I have and in talking with some photographer friends, um, I have a lot of friends who are part-time for different reasons. And I realized how kind of like in the shadows they were or in a conversation, like holding back. And so I have started to have those conversations and I guess, um, just to back up a little bit, when I say part-time too, I don't mean full-time without a full workload. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean hobby photographers. I mean, I set up a business and I am purposefully working less than full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so I started to notice that and to notice people um, shying away from even using those words. Um, and just recently I said something about like, well, I'm part-time. And it's like, I felt like people didn't even know how to describe themselves, even though in this group, 
multiple were part-time and they were kind of, it was like a, oh yeah, yeah, me too. And it was in the context of kind of comparing how much work we had Mm -hmm. and how, um, and putting stuff on social media and like the content that we have out there. And I don't know, it just got my brain going and thinking about, um, you know, as I've said to you before, I'm a, such a connector at heart. And so this was stemming from a place of like, there should be a place for us to talk. Um, and we should be talking about part-time photography and we should be talking to other people doing this purposefully, um, because we do have our own unique challenges and, um, ways that our businesses work. So, yeah. So I just thought it was important to start, to start talking about that. Well, I love that you thought to contact me about it because I, I have never been part-time with my photography business. Certainly at, you know, early on in the game, I was doing the thing where I was trying to get more clients, but at that point I was still, it was part-time because I also was working a full-time nursing job. So yes, I was going to say that too. I didn't mean to indicate either that the only people working part-time are supporting a spouse or are um, staying at home with kids because it's not that. I know several people that their photography job is like a passion Mm -hmm. um, and it is a part-time job because they do have, like you did, a full-time job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I can think of a handful of friends off the top of my head who are photographers, really talented, whatever, and they have businesses, but they also have either a full or like three-quarter time job that they have no intention of giving up. Like that's their primary identity and that's what they want to keep on, but they have found this way to monetize their photography hobby. And I think that that, you know, that that's really what it comes down to. Photography is this funny, um, it's not like anybody does, oh, yeah, I'm a part-time dentist because I was cleaning people's teeth for fun in my free time. And I thought, you know what, I could do this more formally, but I don't want to give up my other job. Like that just doesn't, that does not exist. And so, um, so it is kind of an unusual scenario where it's a creative endeavor that people some people do for free, for fun, for themselves. Some people do professionally, full-time, make full-time money. And then some people kind of bridge that gap uh, for whatever their set of reasons or circumstances. So I think that's great. So let's talk a little bit about the similarities and the differences. So one of the big things that I think about when I think about part-time photography work is I don't know that I, I think it would be a hard sell for me because it's so much work to run a business. So I feel like whether you're full-time or you have two clients, (laughs) you have to do all the setup stuff and you have to own the gear and you have to subscribe to the software and you have, you know, there's all these different costs, both monetary and time-wise that are required to set up and run a business. And then, of course, there's, like, your own professional development and education and all that sort of stuff. So, like, there are these ongoing baseline things that you have to spend time and money on, no matter how big or small your business is. So those are the same. But then if you're talking about doing that and then only spending, let's say, well, let me ask you, how many hours a week do you generally work? I... As you know, I am not quite as as much of a detail-oriented mm-hmm. 
planning type of gal as you are. Um, but <laughs> Oh, good. I fooled you. <laughs> I'm trying to channel the, that side of me. And so in the past couple of years, I have been blocking my time to create something that is between 20 and 25 hours. Okay. And I say that with a huge asterisk beside it because it looks different in Ohio in January, February, and March. Yep than it does in September and October, um, as it does for any photographer. So like you said, those things aren't really different. Um, it's just, you know, the I guess for me, the volume that looks different. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's I, that's that to me is kind of what I'm shooting for is maybe like 25 hours. OK, which average. is. Yeah, which is on the high side of what I think of as part time. Like that's that yeah. is sort of creeping up into more full-time. And I would say, I mean, and I say this pretty regularly these days, my photography business itself only takes me, I would say five to 10 hours a week. (laughs) Um, because I'm not in a growth phase, I'm not actively trying to grow my business. I'm sort of, and I have systematized and, um, automated so much stuff and outsourced a lot of things. And there's a variety of reasons there. So it's almost like, oh, well maybe I'm also a part-time, but I wasn't for a long time. So, I guess I still think of myself as a full-time photographer. Plus, this fills the balance of my time doing this can't be that hard. And that is still very much focused on photography. Like, I'm still thinking about and talking about and working on photography stuff all the time. I think that's a fair thing to say, too, because even while I say 20 to 25 hours, the more I automate things, you're right, the more, the less time that is. But it still feels like it equates to, I guess, what I call a part-time job. Yeah. Um, And there's also sort of like a salary component to that as well. Right. Like this is stuff I didn't even think about um, until until just really diving into my business and my numbers and um, things like that. And just starting to have these conversations and realizing like. I know I said this to you, and you did not ask me to talk about the simple sales system today, but <laughs> that was a really huge thing for me. I've told several people that even if I wasn't using um, that system right now, just going through the process of answering all the questions and thinking through my business in a different way was really big. And that's what made me start saying a lot more, well, I'm part-time, and I'm doing this part-time. And um, I was purposefully thinking about that in a way um, with, with like a growth mindset, you know, mm-hmm. of setting it up so that it uh, could be full time. And I was just, you know, doing less sessions because I don't really want to change that down the line. Um, I just want to make it manageable within the hours that I have in my business. Um, but as you said, you were saying, I think what's really interesting is that we do have the same costs. We have the same we have the same gear. We have the, we we want to take all the same education classes sure. and go to conferences, and um, so on the expense side, it is kind of all of the same stuff. So I think what's unique is that it becomes really hard to um, manage the social media side of things, or um, you know maybe what gets left off is thinking about your business mm-hmm. or blogging or um, all of those things. And I, I don't say that. I kind of hear myself saying that and I um, don't mean to sound whiny about it. And I don't mean to sound um, like part-time is a terrible thing. It's just what some of us are doing. And I think, like I said, my whole reason for thinking about it and talking about it is I think it's super important to acknowledge what you are doing and to make sure you're doing it purposefully 
and to make sure you have yourself surrounded by people who can talk about it and support you. I have all kinds of photographer friends, but I have really unique, different conversations with ones that can relate to supporting a very busy partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Also being the one that maybe is more of um, doing a lot more of the parenting responsibility uh, in a relationship Um, or just people that even the people that I know that are working full time, just the limited hours. Everyone has limited hours, whether you're working full time (laughs) or part time. But it feels like there's a difference of needing to be intentional with it when you're part time. Um, the expense that I don't have is childcare. <laughs> you know, that seems to be the one big difference. Um, right. That's like a leap, you know, that sometimes feels like when I'm talking to people that I'm like, oh, wow, you're, you're really full time. You, you have full time childcare. That's totally different than right. my life. Um, so, yeah, but those are big things. I mean, I feel like when you make those kind of choices, if you have a family, if you're going into that childcare side of things, usually you have to be full-time to support it. Exactly. How many people have we all known who would go home and complain that, like, I think my entire paycheck went to pay the babysitter right. or the, like, daycare yes. that um, that yes. was allowing me to go to work? And it is. That's a, that's a big line item in the expense category. Yeah, I agree. And the uh, difference is that if you're not doing that and you're providing all of the childcare and you're saving yourself that money, mm-hmm. you still have to find the time. And yes. that was where I came back to those boundaries. It's like, okay, so am I sitting there while my kids are trying to, you know, play with me or they need to get dropped off and I'm frantically trying to edit that last set of photos on my thing or, you know, write that quick email that is the thing that I think is hard. And that's hard re- regardless of whether you're full-time or part-time. I mean, we all, none of us work 24 hours a day. And yeah. our business, because most of us run it either from home or on a computer that can come with us home, <laughs> uh, we never, it's hard to establish those really hard boundaries. And when you are part-time, it makes it even more essential, I think, that you get really clear about what your boundaries are, not just on time, but also on like, well, great, I'm getting all these inquiries because it's the busy season and, you know, my business is really good, but I am, I don't want to be part-time. I don't want to be staying up until one o'clock in the morning trying to finish work just because this is not the thing, you know, I don't pay for daycare or whatever the case may be, or I have to go to my day job at eight o'clock in the morning. A hundred percent. I mean, I think it's so, so important to think through all of those things. And like you said, time, time is important to everyone. Um, but time is just sectioned out a little bit differently, um, as someone working part-time. Sure. I think for me, um, thinking through all of that and, you know, here I am and I should say this, I'm in year nine of my business and I did like so many people sail through a lot of years with just like, I guess this is turning into a business. I guess I'm going to do it this way. Right. I guess, of course I'll take every single job and what's your budget? We'll make it work. Um, And that was fine. And it was up and down for me with having kids too. And so I was really okay with the fluctuation of what was happening, but, um, I'm in more of a stability phase here and wanting to even things out. And so a couple years ago in starting to think through more things, um, I did, I kind of had a list of like things that I wanted to, uh, think through very purposefully. And for me, that was, 
um, how many hours I could work and how that translates into my business and into a salary and into a career and into my life and how to make those hours worthwhile, reconsidering, you know, my numbers, Mm -hmm. uh, implementing simple sales system, thinking about my worth and making sure I was communicating that correctly. Um, it's more important for me to talk about part-time with other photographers. I don't need my clients to know I'm part-time. I function with them the same as being full-time. Um, I want them to, you know, respect my work and, um, understand what I do. Um, but yeah, for me, it meant, you know, blocking my time, creating a more specific calendar with separation between life and work, um, and not letting myself go outside of those, those hours and, and creating very specifically time for, creativity because mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the easiest thing to let go is like that space for you know um I don't know just your your artist states and <laughs> and creating and trying new things and um and even community I mean yeah. that's a very easy thing to let go is time to to talk to another photographer friend or zooms or things like that yeah I'm glad that I have always prioritized that because I think it's one of the most important things keeping me motivated yeah that's so good. Well, that when I was sort of mentally thinking or, you know, preparing for this conversation, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, and I was thinking about the specific and unique um, challenges and things that a part-time photographer faces, I was thinking about, like, yeah, I think a lot of people get into it, uh, I don't want to say unintentionally, but it's like they become a part-time photographer kind of the way that you're describing where they like are doing enough work for friends or, you know, they're enjoying it enough as a hobby that they're like, you know, I think I'm going to push this into, I'm going to go ahead and like take the jump and set up a small business. But I think that when I've spoken to people in the past who are in that position and they're maybe two or three years in, it's like they're starting to recognize that this thing is growing arms and legs in their lives and it's running away with them or, you know, they're letting it take over in parts of their lives that they kind of never had any intention about. So I think if I had a single goal for this episode, it would be that the people who are listening who have never really said to themselves, I'm part time, they have let the sort of photography-focused media steamroll them into thinking like, we're all trying to get bigger all the time, or we're all aiming to grow. And they've never even maybe said out loud or in their in their mind very clearly that like, nope, I am where I want to be. Now, how do I make this sustainable as it is? Because it's kind of a different, uh, it's a different set of things to think through. And what I was also going to say about people that I've talked to in the past who have sort of been part-time by default is that they're almost across the board. They have said, well, I can't charge very much because I'm just part-time. This phrase like just part-time is a really significant one. And it's like, yeah, but then back to my dentist thing. Nobody falls into dentistry, but they do become a dentist and choose to work part-time, some of them. And, and they're not like a half dentist. They're not like, I'm just an okay dentist. And they don't like charge. Still a dentist. 
They don't charge half the prices either. In fact, oftentimes, you know, those are sort of the boutique-y dentists. I don't know why we're talking about dentists so much, probably because I had a dentist appointment (laughs) earlier this week. But (laughs) the, um, the, yeah, it's that, that I think is like a major mindset hurdle that people have to get beyond because what we were saying before, you are covering all the same expenses, all the same stuff, and you are intentionally taking on fewer clients. If anything, yeah. you should probably be charging more. Now, you're not necessarily I that. <laughs> Yeah. Not, you're you're not necessarily you're you're probably also lowering your financial goals in terms of, you know, what the amount of money that you want to add to your bank account over the course of a year is probably smaller than someone who's dedicating all or most of their time, their work time to that. Um, so it all balances out, but I do think it's really, really important for anyone, but in this case, specifically part-time photographers to be really clear on their numbers. Like I have this number of hours a week, which means I can shoot this many sessions per week or per month. And this is my financial goal. So these, you know, like boop, 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 boop. (laughs) This is the amount I need to charge. And what's beautiful about that. And I know you had said that like, potentially once your kids are older or whatever, you would see your business growing into full time. What's beautiful about that is that if you set your business up that way as a part-time photographer, at any point, if you wanted to or needed to scale up, the only thing you would need to do is get more clients in the door. Other than that, everything else would run the same. Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Are you feeling stuck in your photography business? If you're bogged down or burned out or unsure what the next right step is, you're not alone. I've been there and I know firsthand that quicksand feeling where the harder you struggle, the more stuck you feel, which is why I created the Photographer's Business Plan Glow Up. The Glow Up is a five-part workshop designed specifically for photographers like you. In the Glow Up, I lead you step-by-step through a process that will help you clarify your goals, identify the sticking points that are holding you back, get inspired by some of the systems and strategies that are working today in the photography industry, and then create a completely custom roadmap to take you from where you are now to where you want to be. It truly is a glow up for your business. Getting perspective can be nearly impossible when you've got your nose to the grindstone day in and day out. So this short workshop is an opportunity to reset, reevaluate, and rejuvenate your business, and it's all on demand. If that sounds like exactly what you need right now, click the link in the show notes or go to go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash glow to get started today. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think um, kind of going back a little bit, I I don't know very many people that went to art school or um, kind of took this route initially to be a part-time photographer. So yeah, a lot of those of us doing this have entered this field differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and inherently with that comes that like, you know, I did kind of end up here on accident. Um, but at some point I needed to be purposeful about all of those things and about how I set up my business. And it wasn't until I sat down with such an intent to do that and to lay out my numbers, block my time and tell myself <laughs> who I am, um, tell myself what I am doing here and to literally say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I had these things written down and, you know, had done my work on paper, 
just starting to talk to other people out loud um, is totally different. Cause I've been in that comparison game of like, I'm not posting enough and oh my gosh, this person has X amount of sessions per month mm-hmm. and we can so easily compare apples to oranges and it's in our businesses. Yeah. We're all doing the same creative work, but you have to know what your goals are and, and compare that part, you know, to other people or not compare at all. But, <laughs> but I just mean it just, it's not fair to, um, to feel less than if you actually are doing what you set out to do. And I think in talking with people, I've realized um, it's easy to feel when you're part-time, like you are uh, not meeting the same marks that other people are, but if those aren't your goals, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Exactly. Um, Saying that out loud is very freeing and, um, and important and just it, it shifts your mind to the important things. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. Yeah. I think this is such a, it's such an important thing. And like I said at the beginning, I'm so glad that you raised it as something to say out loud, to have a conversation about. And um, yeah. it's one of the reasons that I like running numbers based on a per session profitability model, because it allows you to very intentionally um, scale up or scale down or, you know, like set your set your goals in accordance to with how busy you want to be um, or how many clients you want to take on. And so, you know, the other obviously we do a lot of things as photographers outside of photographing and editing. There is marketing and all that sort of stuff. But if you are aiming to get fewer clients, hopefully there's a little less pressure on the <laughs> on the marketing piece. And there's, you know, there's that skills up and down at least in some accordance with the size of your business. So there are parts that are the same no matter what the size, and there are other things that do uh, adjust accordingly. But if we are not really careful about gaining clarity on what it is that our goals are, everyone out there is going to talk to you or make you feel like you should be push, push, pushing all the time. Yes. Yeah, because believe it or not, we live in a place where everybody wants us to do more, more, more. I didn't know if you knew that, but that's kind of the world that we live in. I have have heard that and maybe fallen prey to that once or twice. I have a lot of wisdom on me. (laughs) This kind of like leads me to my brain dump that I did of like Aaron's tips for, um, I don't even know if it's part-time photographers, anyone that needs some clarity. And uh, this is just my like how I make it work. Um, I, I think it's just... it's always fun to talk about these things, like what works for you. Um, And like I said, my goal was just to maybe talk about that part-time photography exists. Uh (laughs) It may not have the same goals. Um, So for me, I just wanted to like tell you what, what works for me. And right now, some of the things that are working are that I usually dedicate like my first half an hour, at least of my day when my, my, my part-time involves my children going to school and me working during their school day. Um, it also, I didn't talk about this, but it also involves, I do something different called Worthington weekday sessions. And so I have kind of like a mini session option and it's run just like simple sales, but I only offer it during weekdays, only when my kids are in school. So there's some things that I do um, because I, 
I don't use childcare and I am working part-time that I only do certain types of sessions like during the day. So um, anyway, speaking of the daytime, I always like start with like half an hour for planning, planning or journaling or for me a lot of times my planning involves just a walk I know a lot of people do that and it's like my kind of internal brain dump and then coming home it's like turns into list form I have this great little notepad that says top three um, because I'm I could create a list of eight million things but um, the top three idea really helps me uh, so I do that and I, I have changed prioritizing and only taking the work that makes sense. Um, everyone should do that. But for me, especially having more limited hours, um, I realized recently I don't love doing senior photos, you know, and some things like that. So I'm purposeful. I have to be more careful about having backup plans and babysitters mm-hmm. when my kid things change um, because I usually need to figure that out and I don't have childcare. Some other things I wrote down were regular conversations with my partner about expectations, um, talking with other part-time photographers, both commiserating (laughs) and just like encouraging each other. Um, And I I find I have to be really particular about blocking writing time for blogging, for my newsletters. Um, That doesn't come easily for me and it's always kind of a last thing. So I definitely work outside of my home to avoid distraction when possible. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I offer the sessions during school hours. I have tried to do, um, and it makes me think of Kate Thompson. She does something like this, maybe like some client, no client communication Wednesdays or something, but I have tried to do work-free Wednesdays because I am part-time. So I try to make those a no work day so that that helps me, uh, kind of create that space. And then, um, just evaluating at the end of the year. And that was my other thing is like thinking through the year and like, did this work? What worked? I make myself create a list of things that I did that were awesome and things that I want to do the next year and to just be purposeful in using that time. That's awesome. (laughs) We buried the lead with this. You've given us like this amazing (laughs) set of strategies and tips. And I think I do several of those. Like I'm a, I call them the big three because I use that full focus planner and that's the language that they use, but it's the same idea. Yeah. Um, and I love that because it really does kind of help me organize every day. Um, a yep. Oh yeah. That's a good, that's a good, it's probably less, less paper waste than I go through. But, um, yeah, I mean, so many of those are so important. And I think that it all kind of comes back to the clarity and mindfulness piece. Like, what am I trying to accomplish here? What do I need to do in order to accomplish that? And then I'm going to put my blinders on and do me, not try and, um, and then, and then I love the fact that you're talking about so much, like we've come back over and over to the fact that you really do need to create community with some people who fall into the same category so that you can um, get support in that. Cause it is, it can be kind of a <laughs> war of attrition when you're coming up against an industry that just wants you to, to fall into the more, more, more mentality. Well, Aaron, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, let everybody know if they don't already follow you or know your work, where they can find you. Um, yeah, mostly I'm mostly on Instagram. Uh, my website's AaronBrownPhotos.com, and I'm also on Instagram at AaronBrownPhotos. Um, Aaron Brown is a common name apparently, so I couldn't have photography. So everything's Aaron Brown Photos. But I would love for people to shoot me a DM and tell me if they're part time. Awesome! You dive right in there on that community piece. That would be amazing. 
Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a joy to chat with you. And, uh, and I really do appreciate you raising this very important topic. It was good to talk to you, too. It's good to see your lovely face. Ah, thanks. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.